0: It's Tony Tonkin here from Child Protection Party. And I'm without my mate Avery today, so that's a little bit sad. But I did ask him if he wanted to come along and have a chat with you. um, Because I have something that uh, we need to discuss. And that specifically is an article that was in today's advertiser in relation to the minister and her being dark over the abuse that's happening on her watch. So I'd just like to welcome everybody to CPP TV. (music) Article uh, is uh, minister in the dark over abuse, uh, written by Lauren Novak and a colleague, I think. And uh, I just wanted to actually have a have a conversation with people about uh, what they think about a minister who doesn't know what actually is happening within her own um, within her own department. And uh, this is this is the second or third time I think that uh minister sanderson's been caught out in this regard now i just want to say a couple of things about rachel sanderson firstly um i think she's a reasonable individual i think she's a nice person quite frankly and but this the comments that i'm going to make are not about her as uh specifically as a person and some of the great qualities that she has i'm going to make these comments based on the fact that her ignorance of what's happening in the department is of paramount importance to all of us who are concerned about the well-being of kids. Uh, In this particular instance, again, she has not been aware of a child that has been sexually assaulted, that has been and has as a result of that sexual assault, I'm assuming, uh, maybe it was consensual, not 100% sure, but um, a 13-year-old kid has found herself pregnant as a result. Now, if we if we found that happening within any of our families, I'm sure that the department, if uh, would respond in a way which would be normally about removing a child, um, but because these children are particularly young, perhaps oh sorry, particularly older, like they're usually, obviously they're going to be 13, 14, 15, uh, the department doesn't tend to get involved, but we do tend to frown upon those people, those parents who, um, whose children uh, wind up finding themselves pregnant at a young age. I'm not suggesting for a moment that frowning upon those parents is at all helpful for the parents because I don't think it is, and, and often it's not specifically their fault. But what we do have here is a number of kids who are rebelling against a system in which they do not wish to be involved. So for many of them they feel incarcerated and they actually want to find a way to leave uh, the system and they can't. There now in this particular instance what did interest me was that according to the reporter of the reporting and the advertiser is that this particular child found uh, was met the assailant or father of the child or whatever you want to call him uh, met him At a nightclub so number one what's a 13 year old or a 12 year old as she might have been at the time who knows what was she doing out and about uh, at uh, at that particular time and what was she doing being allowed into a nightclub Um, how did how did all of that happen who so the question really is who's supervising these kids and uh, I know of a number of kids who are um, allowed they're kind of allowed a free rein. They're, they're 10, 12-year-olds, and uh, the department realises they can't control them in any specific way. So they're out there partying, meeting with other people. department often doesn't know who those people are, um, and uh, getting up to all sorts of mischief. Now, the whole thing is about the department becoming involved in people's lives so that the children are safe this is the whole idea of child protection but when we have a department that is failing in in keeping kids safe we have to start questioning it with all the energy and um, outrageousness I guess if that's a word but we need to find a way to express our disappointment, um, our dismay, and our anger at the fact that the Department's unable to do its job. It presents as this wonderful group of people, social workers, psychologists, and others who are there to safeguard the well-being of children and ensure that all children are safe. But when the Department itself fails to do any of that, and we have to wonder about what is wrong with this system. So the department's quite content in comparing uh, what is wrong with families and parents and all these bad parents out there that can't have their kids. But who is there to evaluate that the department is failing? In this particular case, the person who's failing the most, and Sanderson put Kathy Taylor, pushed her, shoved her, Kicked her under the bus in relation to this particular issue because she admitted that she hadn't been told about this and other issues in relation to kids being out and about and becoming pregnant. So, what is it that we can do? Well, Number one is I'm um, thank you to Lauren and her colleague for presenting this article. It needed to be needed to be written, um, but we need. And I'm I'm even thankful for the the title minister in dark over abuse but we need to offer not just the reporting we need to criticize what Sanderson has been doing and why she is living in ignorance because there are lots of other occasions where I think Sanderson is being left in the dark by the chief executive Kathy Taylor and we've said this before Kathy Taylor has to go Kathy Taylor failed miserably when she was uh, in charge of things in Queensland. Why in the hell we employed somebody um, who was clearly failing uh, in another state while we brought them over here to fail? I'll never know. But Kathy Taylor's been there for years. And there's been no change within the department whatsoever. And it's at the end of the day, it's not about the minister so much as it is about who's running the organisation, regardless of what party's in power. And to this point, it's been Kathy Taylor. So any fallacies, any falsehoods, anything that fits within uh, the department rests on the shoulders of Kathy. Not so much Rachel, even though I guess she's responsible for what's happening. But if if I was Rachel Sanderson, right at this moment, now that she's said all these things, I would sack Kathy Taylor. I don't think Rachel has... An option actually at this point because Rachel looks stupid every time something happens and she's not told about it. So I don't know what it's like for Rachel when you know someone like Laura Novak calls her and says, Hey, do you know about this kid that's uh that's 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 pregnant and, and had a child? Were you aware of that? And Rachel, to her credit, says, No, I didn't. I mean, she could have lied and says, yes, I did, and processes are in place, and all this sort of crap. But at the end of the day, she didn't know. She admitted to not knowing, and she didn't know because Kathy Taylor didn't tell her. So the question is, why didn't Kathy tell her? And uh, I'll just we'll just have a look a little bit at the article that I've pulled up in the Advertiser, and then uh, we'll discuss some other issues that sit around this um, when I finish with this. So I don't know if people can see this, but... Um, she says, um, "I sh- so this is um, this is Sanderson. Um, I share the outrage that, I'll, that I'll, I'm sure the public shares. You know, good language. Yes, the public is outraged. We're outraged. Child Protection Party is outraged beyond outraged, to see this stuff happening over and over again when parents are continually and forever being being punished as well." Um, I see we've got a few people online uh, and that's really pleasing to see. Glad to see you all there. I'll do my best because I'm on my own so I'll do my best to try and respond to some of your, um, your comments uh, in a moment. Um, but uh, she said an independent review would begin within weeks and a report early next year. But so, so does the independent... Sorry, does, um does the independent report mean... That, uh that the report hopefully will come back and say or Kathy um, that Cathy Taylor's got to go no the the your job, your job, Rachel, is to make sure this p- department runs in according to the best possible principles and ethics that you can. And you are failing. Your department is failing. It fails at every possible level. Just have a look at previous videos we've done on ethics and principles and values around social work within the department. And I'll tell you, you are failing at every possible. But the point is, I think you're failing because Cathy isn't telling you what actually you need to know to make the changes that you need to make so that the department will function in a way which is actually caring for kids, right? And it should also, I hasten to add, function in a way that is helping parents to have their kids return to them when they can. And perhaps in many cases that I know of, not having the kids removed at all. You know, you've got, you've got so much work to do that we're now focusing on this stuff which is just an indicator It is just an indicator that you Rachel are not managing your department appropriately if if you're a chief executive and you had things you had people below you not telling you things that you needed to know that would benefit your company or corporation or organization they and and they could not offer an explanation which clearly uh, which clearly Cathy doesn't in this case because she's done it before, they'd get sacked. Seriously, they wouldn't last a minute. But no, you put up with her. And I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. Because the more you put up with her and all the colleagues she has sitting around her that that feed into her about, or feed into you about all the things that should be done, you know, and my guess... This sounds like incredible rant. I do apologise to everybody, but it's just a chance to get some shit off my chest. I actually think that they feed you information about what it is they think you need to know, without you questioning it or seeking a third opinion. You know, there was a there was a time, to your credit, Rachel. And I'm speaking directly to you now. I know you probably won't watch this, but I'm sure I'm sure people from the department do. Um, that you. You, quite frankly, used, you know, used to have meetings with me from time to time. David Waterford, before Cathy, used to have meetings with me on a regular basis, uh, mainly, I think, just to let me let off steam. But now I have this medium to do it. So I don't care so much anymore. But I'll tell you what, you can start to have conversations with people outside the department. You know, It'd be really helpful if you started to have some in-depth conversations with parents who should never have had their kids taken away. I think you should be looking at what it is like for a parent to lose a child. You know, to be honest, I don't know what your marital status is. I don't know whether you've got kids or not. I actually haven't looked into you that much. I have met you, of course, as you know, but I don't know. But what is it like for a parent to lose a kid? It is horrific. Absolutely horrific. What is it like for a a child to to be moved out of their home and living and find themselves living with strangers. A child at three, four, five, six, seven, eight years old, what is that like? I bet you don't even consider it. Because if you did, these things like that happened to this kid, this 13-year-old, would not happen. If you actually cared about that stuff and you listened to people, you know, the best thing we can do is hear what other people tell us about what happens in their lives because from that we'll gain enough information firstly to be empathetic, understanding and to some degree sympathetic and from that will come information which will help us to change whatever the system is that causes these other people's lives to be so disrupted and and I don't know if you do I don't even know whether Rachel you have conversations with... um, with people that have left care to find out what it's like, you know, and I'm talking about conversations you can have without Kathy Taylor, without any of her hench people, without whatever other influence, like just you sit down for a couple of weeks and just have these conversations with people about what it's like for them, because you friggin' don't know. I know you're not a stupid person, but you do not know what happens to them, All right? Have you met this 13-year-old kid? I doubt that you have. Who's your, Who have you spoken to in relation to her? Have you spoken to her parents? What do they think? What What is her circumstance around being in care? What's that experience been like? How long has she been in care? Was she in resi, resi care or was she in foster care or kinship care? What sort of care was she in? They're, they're, I guess you're finding some of that information out. But... Rather than do an inquiry, which is going to cost some, you know, the government, asks the taxpayer, heaps and heaps of th- millions of dollars, why don't you just do your own personal inquiry by simply asking people questions without Kathy Taylor's hench people standing around you? I think this would be a really good thing for you to do. And uh, I think it's about time. that Because if you're unable to do any of this, then you shouldn't have your job. You shouldn't. I'll just go back to the article and then I'll go back to seeing what statements have been made. I haven't been able to see that because on another screen. So, um, But uh, Mrs. has asked Miss Taylor to ring every single department office and make sure that I... Rachel, how long... Ha- oh, here we go again. Rachel, How long have, how long have you been... <laughs> How long have you been there? Like, this is like you took over yesterday and you're just discovering that there are certain things that you should be doing. Like, this is crazy. Absolutely crazy. You know? So she's reading every single department office and make sure that I'm notified of every single similar case. So now the question is, how many cases are there? How many kids that are in your care, because you're... Well, legally, Kathy Taylor's the parent, right? You know, the, the minister, according to legislation, doesn't have that, <laughs> that title anymore. Lucky you. But why not reprimand the parent? You know, I, I, hope, I hope, Rachel, that you've got it in you to be able to pull Kathy into the office on Monday, if you haven't already, and rip the daylights out of her for allowing this to happen. And I'd really be fascinated to know what excuses she offers. Like, what's she saying about what in the hell happened? Right? Don't know. But I can guarantee you it would be a doozy of an excuse like she'll obfuscate her responsibility somehow around all of this and make it someone else's fault. You know, the system can't cope. Kids do what they want to do. You know, we can't control kids. We can't keep them locked up. No, no, you can't. Right? But you can find better ways to work with them You know, what's a 12-year-old, 13-year-old doing out at a nightclub? You as the parent, why aren't you responsible for that? I mean, these are fascinating questions, aren't they? You know, and we in the public, you know, will never know the answer to any of that unless you make this stuff public. But you don't have to have an inquiry to do that. You can make a statement. You can show some courage and some guts to change the system and to do what needs to be done now also in this uh in this article um guardian or they mentioned uh penny right and they, they to, to, to their credit they did contact Nadia. they contacted me as well but they didn't mention the child protection party but they did contact nadia Berganetti from the riley foundation um and who are concerned about children running away from state care it's a it's a. Con- uh, no, I would like to know the number of kids that actually do run away. Um, Penny Wright said she was troubled that she was not notified about the latest case. I got a flash for you, Penny. You're not told very much, and uh, I won't say anything more about you, Penny. I think you know how I feel about you. Um, but um, that uh, I'm I'm required by legislation to act as an advocate. Well. I guess Penny, you're required to act as an advocate if someone asks you to be an advocate. You know, <laughs> well, this is this is going to be great, um, Penny. If you're if Penny, right? If um, so you're supposed to. Be, I didn't know this, but are you supposed to be an advocate for every child that is in care? So somehow you meet up with every children. So so you must have in that case. You know maybe 50 to 70 or 80 social workers working with you that are in constant contact with all these kids to understand what's happening to them so that you know what's going on um that's crap because that's not the case you only got a couple of people working in your office i understand so um you know and and that, well it raises another question for these troubled kids who is advocating for them who is letting letting the department right letting rachel no you know so you know if you've got if you've got a troubled kid you're going to spend a lot of time with that troubled kid I reckon you know in families whatever uh, when issues have happened with our family um, you know it's been about working with the kid to figure out what's going on and to work through that problem right and to know that they're supported by us I don't think I'm not saying it doesn't happen because there's some fabulous workers out there that do work with these kids, youth workers and others. But my guess is that a lot of the time nothing happens, right? because um, most people haven't got the time. They work 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, or sometimes weekend work, but uh, they work shift work, um, and they don't have the time or effort and sometimes the energy to negotiate or to feel part of these kids' lives. Right? Not like parents do. Right? Clearly parents are far more committed which makes a lot of sense. So um, so just to finish off on this note these kids are just trying to find attachment anywhere they can. Uh, I don't know if you can see that there. Um, anyway, these kids are trying to find attachment anywhere. So who says this? Um, I think this is Penny. These things anywhere they can. The girl gave birth to a baby boy. Is also now in state. Is also now in state care. Of course, another child in state care. Well done, team. Asked about their father of the baby, Miss Anderson said, "Oh, this, this must have been her." I understand there is no further charges being laid. Okay, what does all of this mean? Well, let's have a look at some of the comments. Um Many kids have been kept from parents. Their human rights gone, Uh, says Nats. That's so true. Uh, In fact, to some extent, kids don't seem to have any rights. um, And the department tend to stamp and stomp all over them. Um, I just want to say before I go on, uh, thanks for those people that have been on board. But um, also uh, that... I don't know whether I've got it here. Um, Yeah. If you're watching it on youtube where i'm also sending it subscribe and ring the bell so we can have as many people as is possible to um to join us as well so um i just want to uh say so rachel says most of the time the children run away missing persons reports are made i've had kids who have had i don't know oh it's almost like every week there's a mr MR missing report missing person NPR missing person report um, so much as no other child hurt uh, on my own fabulous comments here my daughter's kids were taken because of disability and the parents and our families were refusing kinship care so the kids were separated um, and that's another issue which I'm going to talk to at another time about the separation of kids um, I've I've read a I'll just conclude on this I've read a fabulous article uh, that uh, my supervisor sent me in relation to um, the trauma associated with kids being r- removed from their parents and uh, the lack of understanding that social workers have around that as an additional trauma, apart from the other stuff that's been identified by the social workers. And we just need to consider that a wee bit more. Um, and uh, JJ says, if you bring up issues about child drinking like I did in the caseworker said is the cares. the carers talk to the child about drinking and being safe, to me they're saying they're not going to stop the child from drinking <laughs> you know um, and does a child meeting the sort of people that they meet at the ages that they are whereby um, you know, someone, someone did present me the other day a picture of the, the son had sent the dad the kids in care um, and he had in you know, his 12 and he had a um, a bottle of booze in his hand. And he was over at somebody, some random person's place. And the department obviously didn't know where he was. Um, and then, see, that sort of stuff goes on. So at the end of the day, there's going to be kids that um, are going to get hooked on not just alcohol, other drugs, that they're going to get involved with gangs. Uh, violence is going to erupt. Uh, if they're women, they're going to get pregnant. If they're men, they're going to make them pregnant. Uh, and it just goes on and on and on. And at some point... Uh, see these are these cases are isolated cases we think but the question is are they all right so but there are lots of other cases out there that i know of where kids are entering into risky behaviors that will at some point if not now as adults will get them into a great deal of trouble so isn't it our job as a society to arrest those problems to deal with them and manage them differently so these kids don't wind up in prison or taking on prostitution or drug use or drug dealing or they don't have relationships that are failing. Domestic violence starts to dominate their lives uh, because they feel crappy about who they are. They try to dominate others and so on. It just gets way out of control. So there are things that we could be doing now but are not doing clearly in order to make this better for these kids. So I just want to thank all of you who've been online and for those of you that stayed and there's been quite a few, really appreciate it. Lots and lots of messages um, and lots of people talking about their experiences. Just keep them coming in. And I want people to realise too that one of the things that's been really important uh, is the thing that Avery and I put together for CPP where we're asking you to talk to us about helpful and unhelpful behaviours of social workers. Um, And you can go to our website uh, and have a look for that and fill out a form. If you've had some helpful or unhelpful behaviours from social workers and you want to report that, you can report directly to us now. We'll take the names and details of the person concerned. We won't make them public though, because that's not what we're about. But if we get enough complaints in relation to one particular social worker, then we will do something about it, and we will make that. And we will make that not public, but we'll take it direct to the minister concerned. So. I just want to thank everybody for getting on board today. Really appreciate it. And I just want to say to everybody, um, just if you can, please, please keep safe. and Look after yourselves. Take care, everybody. Bye.